you know, I have, uh, of course, I'm not doing things I usually do in the day. I've been going to these noon meetings for a few weeks now, every day. And um, two of them are book studies. One's a book study, one's a study. Two are speakers, and then one's a discussion. It's a nice, rounded way, nice, well-rounded thing. And so I'm reading the book, you know, with people there. And so there was that part where uh, powerlessness is the dilemma. You know, that's it. Powerlessness is the dilemma. And unless you find a power greater than self, you know, basically nothing's going to happen. Yeah? And the second way that gets defeated is the self finds a power that it says is greater than it, but it's like that situation in a playground where the bully gives the little kid the candy, and then when he wants it back, he just grabs it back, because he's the bigger God, yeah? So when there's an identification as self, or what I mean just as a, as a refresher, the feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, yes? A thing. And that thing has been attributed a lot of qualities, like you're the doer, you're the seer, you're the hearer, you're the feeler, you're the this and you're the that, yes? It, it, it assumes a lot of qualities and characteristics that it doesn't have, you know? So it claims them, and it presents the story of you, yeah? So... So the time, so let's say that you is seems to be somehow connected to the irritability, restlessness, and discontent, discontent you feel you're in. So you finally go through all the you exhaust blaming people, you exhaust this and that, and you maybe get to that point. Oh, maybe I have something to do with the problem. Yes, fine. Sounds like a good idea, good revelation. And then all right, now you set out to get out of the problem. But it's the problem that's going to try to get out of the problem. Because the problem of self has no trouble objectifying itself and saying, self. Yeah, I've recognized what's defeated me, self. But it will be self, the selfing will be where that pointing will come from. So it's sort of like Dracula will go on every vampire hunt, you know, kill all the other vampires because he gets not he gets to be hidden in the pursuit of getting out of that, yeah. So the selfing is always with you every step of the way while you're trying to get out of self because you're caught in that little uh, dilemma that we talk about in recovery: self can't get out of self. It doesn't say self can't get out of self except on you know, Tuesdays and Fridays and then 6 o'clock on Thursday. No, itself can't get out of self. No matter how you spin it, it's not going to work. Yeah? It's, it's a fundamental understanding that will save you a whole lot of time. Because yeah? a lot of people know what's bothering them, but they don't know what seemingly is being bothered. They don't know that. They call it me. Yeah? But that me is the source of the bothering. Yeah? That's the irritability, restlessness, and discontent is the sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And it will actually claim to have note, figured out the problem and it will talk about self. You know? It will say, oh, self is defeating me. But it's defeating you as, as self. Yeah? That's the thing that's not seen. When you see that, 
then you realize this whole feeling of being close and then far away or connected or disconnected or I'm really clear and an hour later you're totally, you know, confused. All of these movements are just mental movements. What you are is the seeing of all those mental movements. And the seeing hasn't moved one bit. Yeah. The story is it's you getting connected and then, oh, I did something to disconnect and then I want, now I'm suffering from the dis- disconnection and then I'm going to do and have myself into the connection again. Then suddenly if I stop doing them and having what I was doing and having to be there, I'll be gone again, disconnected. And then the story of Paul, like a long drawn out violin little thing. <laughs> and everyone's trying to get that one note and stay there. It's impossible. What you're taking to be you is a bunch of variables. When has your emotional state, mental state, and physical state lined up perfectly? And how long did it last? Yeah? How long did it last when you got, you felt totally emotionally balanced, your health was just vibrating, and your mind was at peace? How long? And how much did it cost you? You had the foot massage, the clay thing, you know, you did. You went to yoga massage, which takes you out of even having to do asanas. They put you in the asana, the posture, and everything is, oh, I got it. It's like balance. It's, I got it perfectly. It has no ability to stabilize, yeah? Because they're all agitated. They're conditional. They are conditional. What seeing is not conditional, but all of the other states are conditional. They're based, their condition is not based on themselves. It's based on outside circumstances and situations. It's like the cloud that thinks it's moving across the sky. And he, he may even think, I bet you, you could drive it crazy by just sticking a steering wheel in it. And then it's the, oh yes, I'm, I'm Mr. Cumulus and I'm driving this way. That. No, the wind's blowing. The wind's blowing in a certain direction, and therefore the cloud goes that way. And then the cloud works really... I, I look like a dog this morning. <laughs> it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm, I'm still a dog, but you're getting afraid, you know. The sun burnt some of you off, and the winds are blowing. <laughs> so, you, oh, let's pull it all together. I'm a solid, unique, individual entity. You know, I'm an island that's being attacked and and waves are breaking on it, but I'm inherently separate. Yeah? I don't need to be at the effect of all these things. You are an effect. There is no cause here as a body. You're totally an effect. Yeah? And now, all right, the body would be hard enough, but you're attempting to balance the body condition on the emotional condition, and then the hardest one, the mental condition. Yeah? And okay, I, tell, I went to the retreat. I haven't, I've had, I have not had a bad thought for twenty minutes. I've been eating perfectly. I don't even shit anymore. I go in saunas. I don't sweat. I have don't. I'm just, I'm just. Oh, it's just so aligned. And then you know, one little thing can happen. <gasps> See, you can't stack blocks on a moving surface. Yeah. If you get four blocks, it'd be fine if it was on, based on something solid, then it could probably stay for a while, just like that. But 
we're, we're attempting to stabilize these blocks on a very unstable condition, which is selfing. Yeah. It's like building a house on a seesaw. Maybe it's fine if you stay in one place, but let's say you got to go to the bathroom. You go there, the house there, and then the bedroom. You can't get it where it's balanced because it's not a solid foundation. Your idea of yourself is not solid. If it was, there wouldn't have to be all this advertising about you all day. There would just be you. Yeah? Really, selfing is like Budweiser beer. The beer sucks. So they put millions of dollars in advertising, you know what I mean? And they affix themselves to, like, car commercials, so you'll think, oh, if I have a car like that, and I drink this wonderful beer, but I'll meet the girl. Or football events, so you're thinking, oh, I'm a great warrior. Oh, and warriors drink Budweiser. But the beer sucks. It's never gotten any better. So now they have four openings on top, so you can, so it can it'll go down faster. Oh, great. What a fucking advancement in the, in the realm of beer. They spend tons of money advertising because the product can't stand on its own. Yeah? What you are is standing on its own. The being is not advertising. Oh, look at me. I'm being. I'm, I'm, I'm infinite light. Look at how much I shine. You know, if none of that's going on. It's, it's mute almost in a way. It's so that, that it doesn't have to proclaim anything. Yeah? But what isn't so keeps proclaiming it so. So that what? It can appear to be so. That's the only, that's the highest level it can reach. Your feeling of being you, it can only appear to be you to what you are, which is reality. You and I are the reality, and when we have those little acronyms in recovery, says false evidence appears real. False evidence has to have a someone to appear real too. And that someone has to have one quality the false evidence doesn't have, which is reality. And then the false evidence appearing a certain way in this little ignorant light of selfing, it will be taken to be real by what's real. Yeah? And now to me, which is the reality, that will seem real. False evidence can't seem real to any fucking thing else. It's false. The only way false evidence can appear to be real, it has to be appearing to be real to what's real. Not Paul. That's false evidence appearing to be real to mind. Yeah? This is false evidence appearing to be real to mind. Mind is the only reality. Mind isn't. Mind is the thusness and the thisness and the thatness. Yeah. And then in that, we become identified as a body. We take ourselves to be a historical figure. And in all of those beliefs, we now start giving reality to things that we're seeing appear. Yes? And then that reality we give it gets impressed upon us. In other words, we now give what we're dreaming the power to affect us, and because we're taking ourselves as a body, we got an ass to be bitten. Yeah? And things are doing that. Yeah? Not because they can, because we allow them to. They don't have any life other than what we give them. The dream, when you're in a dream, that's not what's convincing. You 
It's the audience that gives the movie credit. Yeah? You take the dream to be real, and then it seems to have a real effect. Don't you see the role that you're playing? There's a reality that's being lent to something for it to seem to be so real. Because inherently it isn't. When you wake up from the dream, is it real anymore? No. Why? Because now you see something else is real. Now, now you're in the awake dream. And just how we're giving meaning to things in dreams, we're giving meaning to things here. This seems to have more duration, yeah? but that's all the difference there is. Yeah? It has ta- more time in it. So we think this dream lasts longer than that dream. This must be the reality. So I was reading this thing, this, you know, powerlessness is the, is the dilemma. All right, so look at the mental head, the selfing. And the selfing has a huge assumption, and it is that it has power. Yeah? That's what fuels all the trying to manage and control is a misassumption. The selfing thinks it has power, and Bill W. and the people in the beginning of AA try to save us a lot of time. They say, the dilemma is powerlessness. You don't got the juice you're thinking you got. Yeah? And if you keep trying to apply what you don't have, you're going to be frustrated because no one's going to dance to your tune. Yeah? And over and over again, life will show us that we don't have much power, but the stubbornness of that assumption is pretty damn strong. Yeah? And then you'll manage and try to control, manage and can't try to control. If you, I haven't drank in 26 years, the living quality of the disease of alcoholism is in managing. That's where the disease is. Yeah? And luckily for me, my drive to manage led me to the point where other people had to manage me. I could only live out here by being institutionalized. It got to a point where I entered a program called Delancey Street, and I stayed there two years because I couldn't make it out here in a week under my own guidance. Yeah. And then one, that still didn't work. I left Delancey Street, I went back out again. But then one day I'm sitting in that trailer, just a regular day at the office, just trying to stay drunk until I could get high, because I had no money, which was a big fucking obstacle with drug use. No money, no charm, nothing left. My shtick was old, baby. <laughs> I was washed up. <laughs> no one was calling me back. None of the agents. Is that role? No, no, no. no, no, no role for you. So, just sitting there and something occurred. Like a, a divine thing occurred. A portal opened up and something happened and it stopped the selfing for a few minutes. And there was the first step that occurred, which is I admitted to my innermost self. Your mental state is not your innermost self. How many times did I, to get something, did I say, oh yeah, I'm an alcoholic or I'm a drug addict? I I would admit it at a drop of a hat if I thought I could get an advantage from it. Yeah, None of that ever caused any shift. But something burrowed through the mental state and went to the innermost self, which is not mental, not mental. And in that innermost self, something happened, and it was like a CNN news flash, no story, I'm screwed. Yeah. Now, outwardly, everyone who knew me knew I was screwed, but I got it. Yeah. There was an immediate sober assessment, and I've never left that understanding. Never. Never. I am not managerial quality. Yes? 
I'm, I was pushing and exerting power which I, when I had none. And life kept trying to tell me, started out with softer rebuttals, but then more and more, more and more. <laughs> and I didn't pass away until I could finally get it. But I wasn't getting it in the, in the, on the chalkboard. Something had a, the teacher had to vertically insert the information into the system and just put a stop to it. Yeah, and it did. It stopped it dead in its tracks now for 26 years. Yeah. I mean, everyone knew me wanted to stop me from using. My mother wanted me to stop. My friends wanted me to stop. My enemies wanted me to stop. The state wanted me to stop. No human power could stop it. Yeah. And I could not make that move to surrender to a higher power. I was stuck in that groove of selfing. I had no idea I was identified as the problem when I was talking about the problem all those fucking days. It was like the problem talking about the problem. You know, chirping it wanted a solution. It didn't want a solution. It wanted a solution of its own making, but it didn't want the solution. Yeah. So something put a stop to it. For God knows how or why, but I definitely reacted and responded appropriately. The next day, life brought me to a meeting, and I wasn't thinking about a meeting five minutes before all this download occurred. I had given up complete hope that anything was ever going to get better. I mean, I just spent two years in the program, went to college, this and that. They told me that period of my life was over. It was all going to be clear sailing from now on, and there I am, shooting up in Chinese restaurants in the bathrooms, you know. It was unbelievable. It was really totally pitifully, demor- in, you know, incomprehensibly demoralized. Times about ten. It was just mind-boggling how low we can go. So, this idea of the selfing, its whole premise is that it has something it doesn't have, which is power. It has, it doesn't have power, so all the selfing in the world cannot make a self. All the selfing, all the inferring that you are a self, all the the assuming, all the implying, all the insinuating cannot make a self. It can only, the self can only appear to be so to what is so, which is you and I. Yes? If we take that presentation, if all those pointers have caused us to think, oh, I'm what's being pointed at. Yes? Because all those pointers, there is not even a moon they're pointing to. They're just pointing, pointing, pointing incessantly all day. Every action, there's a feeling that you did it. Every thought, unbelievably, you're seen as either the object of the thoughts or that you're doing the thoughts. You can't even take a shit when you want. You think you're doing a very subtle process called thinking. You think you're the doer of it. You can't digest your own food. But yes, oh, I'm the thinker. And I've separated them now, bad and good. It's like, you know, it's just insane. Yeah. You see, let's say, if you thought you were the digester of your food, every shit that came out of you, you would ponder it when it was in the toilet. You would say, that's a bad one. That's, ooh, that's really bad. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. The ownership of something causes an incredible amount of interest to go into it. Yes? 
while you're believing you're the thinker, you've got so many freaking opinions. You've reckoned, oh, that's a bad one. That's a perverse one. I can't share that with anybody. Oh, that's a good one. On and on and on. What gives you, what motivates that manicuring and landscaping all day? You think it's yours. Your nervous system, you don't think you're doing it, that's why it works. <laughs> if it wasn't, if, it, if you were in the, you would have passed away, you wouldn't have even made it to like the 30th breath. You know what I mean? Seriously, if you were running everything that your whole basis of the story of being you is, oh, this you that you take yourself to be, 90% of it is involuntary. Something new better than give us any power. Yeah? <laughs> But what it does is it claims. It can't claim the digestion because it's too obvious you're not doing it. It can't claim but you know, beating the heart, it's too obvious you're not doing it. But the thought system, oh yeah. Oh, I think I can yeah, I'm the thinker. Yes, I'm the my thinking, my think something's wrong with my thinking. No, there isn't. The, what's wrong with your thinking is that you believe you're the thinker. That's the dilemma. Yeah? Thoughts are thoughts. Some of them are quite practical. Some of them are quite uh, constructive. But the, most of the, the mass of the thinking being claimed as the thinker has turned into a morbid self-reflection. It's all about you. It's very rarely about the day. It's all about you in the day. Yeah? And then it's, it does, can't get enough of you in this day. It says, well, I'm going to think about you in all those days of the past. And then, you know what? I have this huge, almost like an infinite field of concern, the future. Oh, great. So then, now, it produces problems that are grown in an imaginary field... Yeah? It's affecting you now, but you see, so I'm going to get to the root of it. The root of it is it isn't so. The root of it is it's not happening. That's why, that's why none of your solutions work. You're applying a real solution to an imaginary problem. There's no way I can massage next Wednesday now. Yeah? If, my, if the problem is in next Wednesday, I can't hunt it down. Tell me how am I going to get there? It's hiding in next Wednesday. I'm going to smoke it out by thinking about it. All right. I'm going to use Monday night to think about it. I'm going to get to the root of this problem. Tuesday night to think about it. <laughs> what happens when you get to Wednesday? It leads to a Thursday. You can't hear it. It has the perfect disguise. The, the thing that you're calling so real is hiding in, in the imagining. It's hiding in what's not happening. Yeah. It comes forth from what's not happening. We bring it forth. Yeah. So thinking is happening now, but its topic, its content is there and then. Yeah. You're thinking quite a lot right now. You've never, there has never been a thought other than in this now. But the thought's content is about yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah? If that is an interpretation, I don't know what is. If that isn't an interpretation, I do not know what is. And there's a huge difference between living an interpretation and living. Huge difference. 
Yeah? The living has a quality that the interpretation cannot duplicate. The omnis, the sense of presence, yes? It's like having your hand on the pulse of life instead of at the elbow. Yeah? You're picking up something in this moment. And why and why do we keep going down those well-worn paths of yesterday and tomorrow? The only reason is because it's about you. If it was about anyone else other than maybe a family member, you wouldn't fucking go one day in their past. All right, Paul, I'm coming over, and I want to talk about the things I thought were going to happen circa 2003, September to 2003, December. Oh, I gotta do my laundry. Sorry, Biff. I, I won't be home. <laughs> you know what I mean? What, am I, what are you gonna do? This is what's bothering me. Where? Where is it? I can't feel it. Can't taste it. Can't touch it. Wow. Well, what, what, what do you want me to do? I can't see it. Oh, it's so fucking real. You can't believe it. Oh, where? Where's your problem? Where is it? It's in time, isn't it? What's bothering you today is not based on today. It's based on yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah. Look at what your thought system that you're taking to be you is valuing. Is it valuing this precious moment we talk about? Oh, the moment. I want to be so totally in the moment. Your head doesn't want to be in the moment. It's already in the moment. It can't escape the moment. And what it's doing here is thinking about yesterday and tomorrow. So don't give me, oh, I really want to be in the moment. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Right. People come to these talks, oh, I feel so good right now. But what about Tuesday? So there's the, pl- oh, pledge allegiance to time. Yes, yes, yes. The moment isn't enough. It's, will it be there next week? That, that would mean it has great value if it was there next week. It doesn't have value if it's now. Well, it's nice now, but what about tomorrow? You don't see it. You don't see the allegiance. The thought system, if you pledge a devotion to the thought system, the faith that you are is going to produce anxiety. The faith is a quality of mind. It's not a faith. That's like a Israel, you know, Islam or Christianity. Faith is a force of mind that man- in manifestation appears through what it's delivered by, what it's in. Yeah. So if I have faith in the thought system, it's going to produce tons of anxiety. Where? Now. Based on what? Yesterday and tomorrow. Faith put in, let's say, into centeredness or any any place other than the selfing. Yeah, it usually once it's free from that, you don't have to put it anywhere. It'll find its home. Yes, it'll be right here where it's always been, attending to what's going on, and it will be enriching your life instead of enslaving it. Yeah, or being used to enslave it. Your mind is faith. That's what it is. That's why Jesus put out a lot of statements. Of, hey, it's done according to your belief. You know, as you think, so you are. All this stuff. What do you think he was implying? He, there would be a big healing, and the person would go, "Thank you, Jesus." And he said, "Hey, it's done according to your belief. If you didn't believe it was possible, it wouldn't happen. It's not coming through me." 
You're the source of it, yeah? You just you couldn't handle you being the source, so you used me as a middleman. But basically, it was the juice of you that brought about the freedom of you, yeah? I was just here holding on to the certainty of it. I was mirroring and reflecting the certainty of some idea that your mind is sort of vaguely hoping was true. Now, it's, you've had a demonstration. Just like I had a demonstration concerning the mental illness of alcoholism. Something stopped it in its tracks in one second, and it never went back for 26 years. So that answer is still answering Every day answers the bell of every freaking day, and it's probably just as much force as it ever had. Yeah, because it does, it's not of time, it's not of quantity, it's not running out. The solution's not running out. Oh, I've had it for 26 years. I've got to, you know, it's going to expire at any minute. No, it isn't. It's a living solution because you're it. You're the solution. Wherever you are, there it is. Why? Because wherever you are isn't where you are. You are at, there it is. The story of you, I was there, that's where I was, and this is where I will be. Yeah, No, you are, there it is. Anytime you wake up, what do you wake up to? There it is. <laughs> it's, it's not, oh, there's a new there it is. It's never new. It's just always so. Yeah. Every train you ever got off of self-will, yeah, when you get off, it's the same, it's the same station. You never left it. Freedom from bondage of self. Always available at all times, but not to the self. It's freedom from self. Not freedom for self, or to self, or as self. It doesn't work that way. That's a quantity. That's a product. That's consuming. That's meaning self is the big deal, and I'm going to be something that will give it an advantage. No, it's the absence of self which is the presence of reality. Yeah. At least you'll be privy to it. It doesn't produce the presence of reality. It just takes away the distortions that are making things that aren't so seeming to be so. Now, when that stops, you'll recognize what's so. And you're that. You won't recognize what's so. Oh, I saw it in Vallejo. I was driving by. That's what's so. No, you're the what's so. There's no, it's not an object. It's not a place. It's not an address. You finally get the secret handshake and then you get a card. 402 Maple Street. There it is. You know? No, it's not like that. You are that. You are what you're looking for. The seeker is the sort. What? Oh, yeah. The seeker is the sort. What's looking is what you're looking for. Oh, I thought I was looking for a woman. I thought I was looking for a car. Yeah, you thought that. But what you've been really looking for is what's looking. All the while you've been looking at all these different things, you've been looking, you've been looking for the no-thingness of your own fucking spirit. That's what's going to finally satiate. That's what's finally going to chill out the, the engine of seeking. That's what's going to allow you to comprehend the word serenity and no peace. It's not going to come from a thing. It's inherently in no thing right now. All right, my brethren, let's walk to the kingdoms.
Come, let's go knock on heaven's door. I love the uh, choreography of these meetings sometimes. We get the most perfect music. I was once talking to a guy at a cafe in the program years and years ago. And I was doing talks at the dry dock back then. And so this new guy was in there, and we were talking to him about, you know, there is no person. And then the Talking head song was on, whose house is this anyway? Who's this beautiful wife? I said, perfect. And the other guy was like, did you just see that? That's the choreography available here. That's what opens you up to a world of coincidences. You start seeing what's going on. Yeah. It's not as black and white as you think. Again, as you think it. As you think it, that's how it appears. But what would happen, and why are we so engaged in the thought system? Because the center of it is the sense of being a self. The thought system is just to reinforce that sense of self. That's its main drive, yeah? It's not a Greek oracle, as you found out. It's not, it's not a marriage counselor or a relationship guru. It's not, it's not really that good about anything. But it's damn good about constantly repeating and inferring and implying that there's a someone. Because the language is constantly implying that you have something to do with something you have nothing to do with. All the freaking time. Yeah. Look at guilt and shame. Where does guilt and shame thrive? Where does it rest? It rests in personal doership. What else, what else could grow guilt and shame? But the feeling of being the doer and the feeling that I did something I shouldn't have done or I omitted doing something that I should have done. Yeah? What creates that huge mental playground of judging, judging actions with good and bad and producing shame and guilt out of them and then binding you more, even more tightly to the past. Yeah. What branch does that whole story have to rely on? The sense of being the doer. There would be no guilt and shame if there was no sense of being the doer. None. Your interest in a thought system would diminish greatly if you didn't believe you were the thinker of it. Seriously. The feelings would be able to come and go, yeah, if they weren't held as yours. Time wouldn't have this huge, incredible influence on your life if you didn't take yourself to be a body. Time is an unbelievable influence. Watch it, man. See what happens. Every one of us, if every day was a second, we'd all do great. You know? Fucking all right. Here's, the, here's Monday. Ooh, fucking good. Felt really good, man. Everything lined up. My emotional, mental, physical state, circumstances, perfect for that one second. But we have a juggling act the rest of the fucking day. Day after day, isn't it? You, nine, nine o'clock, you could be in a great state. Nine o three, you're totally screwed. It's, it happens so quickly. There's no way it can stay in balance. It's like when I was a kid, I was trying to learn how to ride a bicycle. I didn't want to tell anyone I didn't know how to do it. So I'd be in my garage with the door closed at night, trying to balance. I thought you had to balance and keep the bike upright just by balancing it. 
That's not it. If I pedaled, it stayed upright. But I was, and I'd always fail. And I'd be so dejected. Every night I go in there, <laughs> well, and then some, one night my foot slipped and I moved and there it was. See? It's in the verbing. That's something that's unstable. You find the stability in the verbing, not in the nouning. Yeah? Not as this long-lasting, independent, separate entity, because it isn't a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. There's thousands of different movements going on. They say the cellular structure of the body is more alien than human. There's more bugs and fungus. They have a, they're the majority. <laughs> Terrorists, foreign, what we would call foreign entities, make up the majority of what we call the body of Paul. <laughs> they have this new one. I'm really into the idea of parasympathetic movements because that's what I believe alcoholism is. I believe the original disease is self-centeredness. Yeah? And alcoholism affixes to that and amplifies it. Sort of like taking an acoustic guitar and then plugging it in and making it electric. That's what it does, yeah? But it wouldn't be able to do anything without the self-centeredness in place. The self-centeredness is the root of it, yeah? Identification as a self. And then the alcoholism fixes on it, sort of piggybacks on that and amplifies stuff, yeah? And then you live that interpretation. It's freaking unbelievable. So a guy knows I like the parasitical idea, so he sent me this, a new TED talk by this journalist who's studying all this stuff. And I used to always use the thing with the mushroom and the ant. They found out a whole lot more. There's this one thing they call toxo. It's so toxic, they call it toxo. Well, there's this one that uh, has to, uh, it, it gets, it gives birth or something like that only in cats, yeah? But the parasite isn't only in cats. It's in tons of other animals. And it's in rats and mice, and so when, this, when a, mountain, um, a mice and a rat that has this parasite in it sees a cat, it runs towards the cat so that the cat will eat it so that the fucking parasite can get into the belly and then the fucking... <laughs> so the cat, I mean the rat and the mouse is being used as transportation to the liver because the parasite, there's no bus. You know, it can't catch a bus. It doesn't have any legs. It's, it has to live in a certain environment and it has to get from this environment to that environment, and they're two separate, very separate things. How am I going to pull this off? Well, what? I'm going to jack into the mice's brain, and when we see a cat, we're going to override its instinct to run away. We're going to run right towards the cat, so the cat will eat us, and so I find my home. While the cat, let's say if it had self, uh, the rat, let's say if it had self-centeredness, I bet you the rat's Actually, you know, narration while this was happening would be just like we have every day. Oh, yes! As if it had power that doesn't have any. Yeah? If it had self-centeredness, it would be, oh, why am I... <laughs> Whatever. It would somehow claim the running towards the cat, blame itself, and have tons of guilt and shame. Oh, I destroyed my own life! Yeah. Thank God they don't have this type of head. They just run in, they get eaten, and then the parasite finds his home. Then there's this other one. It gets crickets, and they notice these crickets will just start jumping in water. Pools, anywhere. And then this big worm comes out of their ass. Because the worm needs water. 
That's where that's where it uh, survives. Yeah. So the cricket has no intention of ever going in any water its whole life. Suddenly, it's diving into water. Yeah. Oh, and they just find more and more. The thing is, the the conversation, the talk stopped at things, but there are there are aspects of mentality. There are mind winds, mental winds that are just like parasites. And they take us over. Just why do you think alcoholism was or is? Take a huge, broad people. Let's say San Francisco recovery program. All right. Now, all different types, and yet, how many percentage would be driven or drawn to institution jails and death by the circumstances of their behaviors? I would say a pretty large percentage. Yes. Because somehow, for some freaking reason, that's where this parasite, this mental parasite, wants to go. It doesn't want to go to the Bahamas. Or it wants to go to Delancey Streets and 850 Bryant and da da da. Who knows? Who knows that why? But you have to see, and you're being driven, aren't you? You keep calling it you behind the wheel. I think if you really looked, <laughs> you may be surprised. And if you, if you see it as something foreign to you, then the mind that's been captured, the mind that's been taken over, the mind that's been enslaved will entertain the possibility quite quickly, I can be free from it. The identification had that whole possibility stunted because you were entertaining freedom uh, as it. You know, or for it, or by it. You were living for the freedom of the parasite. Instead of living from the peace, you know, from the parasite, the freedom from it, yeah? Why? Because the identification itself will not let you go to that simple possibility, hey, I'm not that. It won't. You're identified as it. When you blow your, when you kill yourself, it's usually you're shooting yourself in the head. People aren't shooting themselves in the elbow. They're shooting because they want to get relief from here. They can't see that it's different than what they really are, so they got the whole package has got to go. See it. Was, you know, read the first step. Powerless. What does that mean? It means if you're dancing with, with a gorilla, you're going to stop when it wants to stop. Yeah? Yet, how much of us have so much guilt and shame for the behavior that we did when we were out there using? Yet, it tells you very clearly your dilemma is powerlessness. So, once you drank, you were apt to do almost anything. Yet, that would be bad enough, the consequences of his actions, but you get the, the additional, I'll send you the, the additional prize of 30 years of guilt and shame. Guilt, that's right, you won! 30 years of guilt and shame about what you didn't even do back then when you were using. You want freedom? It's available. There is a solution. I humbly believe what we're offering here, not we, what's happening here, is the solution. Recognizing what you're not as what you're not, instead of recognizing what you're not as you. Simple little shift that will make a huge difference. Yeah, 
For me, you'll see the proof in the pudding. You'll see the. You'll know the tree by the fruit. If a traveling light is, light stabilizes in your life, yeah. And if it does for a long period of time, you're on to something. I would just keep entertaining it, see where it takes you. Yeah. If you're willing, more freedom will be available. If it's too much for you, you can, it'll back off. But the requirements are on our side. We're putting up the considerations. The invitation is an open-ended invitation. It's always available at all times, right where you are and right as you're appearing to be. Because you are not both of those places. You are not where you think you are, and you are not what you're thinking you are. For me, it turned into the last answer. That's really what happened. You know? It's been like, I don't know how many years now, 14 years or so, I've been entertaining it. And I haven't looked for anything else, really. It's just about entertaining it. Every day, it's incessantly on and available. Yeah, you have enough ability to entertain where you can entertain the daily things you've got to deal with while resting in that. Yeah? It's more difficult if all your attention has been stretched into time where you're beholden to these all these past ideas and you're totally, totally concerned about future ideas that could happen to you, then your attention has been sort of thinned out to such a point it can seem not to be able to be marshaled into this moment. It'll seem like it's too far gone, but that's only seemingly so. If you break the bondage of self by seeing it's not you, that interest and attention hasn't been damaged, hasn't been minimized, hasn't the quality of it hasn't gone down, there's not a, a finite amount of it. There's tons of it. It will come back right where it's always been, and yet it will be paying attention to what's happening, not what's not happening. And you and I will be the better for it. And so will a lot of other people, because you'll be present, you'll be available, and you will be of service. Without any fucking effort, you will be available because you will be present. And availability is service. Yeah. Questions tonight? Thank you. Well, that's great. I'll see you later. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say I had to answer any, but you wanted to know if you had any. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) If concerns of the future, the things that haven't yet happened, attention to those things, um, care of things that haven't yet occurred, 
providing those to the me that's not me, the thoughts that aren't mine? How is that different than providing the food to the digestive system that isn't in my control? You see what I mean? Well, I'll run it by again. I got there, questions. There are, there are things that are going to happen. So if the idea is to not care about the events in it, of the future, I need to be taking care of the events of next hour or next Tuesday in the same way that I need to provide food. And oh, yeah. And I'm not saying not care. It's different. They're not being obsessed with it. Oh, totally different. Because you're not obsessed with those things. You're obsessed in you. You're just using those things to obsess over you. You're built in. You you're a you're a Ford, yeah? The Ford is has programming. You have a desire for this to do well physically, emotionally, mentally. The the the, the vehicle itself, yeah? The static that's happening is from the mental state, thinking it's me. Yeah, this thing knows what it needs to do, and concerns are concerns. It's just, and they'll be addressed because they will. This is the faith. You know, you will intuitively know what to do in situations that used to baffle you. All of these qualities will come, and we've been giving it the attribution that they come from the thought system. They come through the thought system and a lot of times get hijacked as they're moving through the thought system. Intuition is not a thought. Yeah. Yes. They use the same shoot, so to speak, but when they come through, the thought system claims it to be mine and that, that alters the information. So you'll know what you need to know when you need to know it. And, there's, and planning is happening now and part of being here is the plan about the future. But the thought system is not usually being used. That doesn't take long to plan about the future. But the obsession with you in the future goes on and on and on and on, doesn't it? Day in and day out. When Have you ever done something and then you've done enough? Like, you know, in recovery, people would say, all right, Paul, did you do everything that you could do about that problem? And you said, yeah. And said, all right, put the ball down, okay? I've done all I can do. It seems very clear. There's nothing more I can do. I called the doctor. I did this. Now I just have to wait to hear the diagnosis. Yes? But have you ever seen that applied to thinking? All right, Paul, you've thought enough about it. All right? You've thought enough about it. When does that stop? When have you thought enough about something? Does it ever stop when you, when you erect your little red light? Doesn't it drive right through it? But, but... It's like the thought system comes to the door, you don't buy its, its advertising, moves to the window, then the back door, then the skylight, then somehow comes out of the cellar, you know what I mean? And it just keeps on keeping on. And it's like, if it sees one little flinch, it's on you. It's sort of like, you know, one day I looked at, for a hernia, you know, I had a hernia, so I looked up, up, up how hernias. Then for the next month, I got hernia belt commercials. Immediately, they sensed my interest, and this is what happens to the thought system. It's like you trip; it has trip wires, and if you, you go, oh, that is about me. The drums, the parade starts from way back then, going on and on into the future. Jesus Christ! I just flinched. You know what I mean? <laughs> it smells it. It smells your interest and attention like a bloodhound sm smells, you know, the, the, inf the smell of blood. Yeah? Well, like a shark does. If, you know, if there's interest, it just downloads story upon story. 
All right, he liked a hernia. He was looking for a hernia belt. 2009, I'm still getting hernia belt things. How long can you have a hernia? <laughs> but the sense of you is the product. It's selling. It's selling you. It's selling a you, and when you buy it, it becomes you. And it doesn't stay at that. Now you have this giant ceremony, and that you is crowned me. Me. Oh, there's no me. There's no one like me in this world. See it. I tell you, I love this lady, because she didn't know what was going on. She said, oh, I'm so obsessed with myself. All I think about is me. And then she says, it's so crazy. I think everyone else is thinking about me. And she was correct, but not in the way she thought. She thought they were all thinking about her. But everyone's thinking about me. There's just different me's. <laughs> but it's the same me. It's a run-of-a-mill fucking thought format called me. There's nothing special in it at all. If you could hear, if there was a ticket tape of everyone's head here, you would see. You would see. Wow, it sure sounds just like me. Exactly. But, but the feeling that it generates is that you're, it's a special, separate, long-lasting, independent entity. And therefore, you don't see it as a foreign installment, and therefore, you're subject to its effects. You can't entertain being free from it. You can only entertain being free as it. And that is not freedom. You believe it or not? All right. If you're in selfie, you're of time. Okay, freedom somehow happens, let's say. Friday at 6.30. Some freedom drops in and you go, I have, I got freedom. Yeah? So the thing that claimed the freedom also believes in time. So it goes, it's now that's worry. It doesn't, it doesn't even enjoy the freedom for a second because, will I have it tomorrow? <laughs> Someone's going to take it. I'll disturb it somehow. I know it. Yeah? The freedom will be used to even to incite more agitation. See what it's done in spirituality. Enlightenment's driving so many fucking people crazy. It would have been better if they never heard about it. They would be better off. Or awakening. Oh, I'm not awake. They're awake. I should... What, 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 what. It's just, you think, oh, this is the elixir, but it becomes a, a, it's, it's a, 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 it starts stirring the pot more and more. Yeah. I've seen it. I've lived under it, man. I've lived as it. And it left a really bad taste in my mouth over these years. The prostitution, the level of prostitution of giving up what was really valuable to get drugs or to get this or to get that over and over again, thinking I was getting over and making it. and I was just, oh man, it was like a, it was like a romanticized heist. You know? Every day my life was taken and I was given an interpretation. Every day. The word partying wasn't, didn't mean that anymore. It was a job. I had to stay high. It was imperative. Yeah? All those things that meant something years ago, after a few years of, of using, they didn't mean those things at all anymore. They had a whole new meaning that was really claustrophobic and small and vindictive and petty. Yeah? There is a solution. 
If you see light from the solution, you realize the problem is imaginary. When you're seeing light from the problem, you need a real solution. When you see it from the solution, the problem's imaginary. If you're seeing it from the problem, you need a real solution. It's true. When the solution dawns, it will, dis- it will dispel any belief that that fucking thing was real that you called the problem. That's the solution. And when that hits you, there's no need for a solution. Because why? There's no problem. I mean, literally. Not mental gymnastics of clear, clear recognition that what seems so real can only appear to be real to what is real. And I don't mean the country. Yes? Some nationalism was rising up there. Some people in the front said, Calm down now. Calm down now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If you're not real, what is? Yeah. What the hell is looking out of your head? When you close your eyes, do you actually feel like you stopped in here? Here? This is me. That would be a real small world. You know what I mean? When you close your eyes, you know what's good? Listen to sounds. Sounds are 